0: You are listening to Haftarah the Sheer series, where we explore the connections between the Parsha Shavuah and its corresponding Haftarah. And here at the Database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, this week's Parsha is going to be replaced by the laning for the second day of Shavuos, which means that the Haftarah as well will be for the second day of Shavuos. Of course, that is only true in Galus. In Eretz Yisrael, they will be laning Parshas Nusso, but here we will be laning Parshas Mishpatim, which is. The second rendition, or perhaps the alternative simultaneous rendition of Kabbalah Satorah, Matan Torah, the first rendition is in Yisro. The other perspective, or perhaps the other phase of Kabbalah Satorah is in Pashas Mishpatim. And with that, we have a very unique Haftarah that comes to us, the very first one of its kind to come from Sefer Chavakuk, now, Chavakuk is one of the Treyasar. It is not the first time that we are opening Treyasar, but it is the first and only time that we open up Sefer Chavakuk in our liturgy. Of course, there are other unique occasions like that. We mentioned this in the previous Haftar Hashir, I believe, that Sefer Yonah is only opened once a year for Yom Kippur, and Ovadia, the one parak of Ovadia, is only elained and read once a year for Parshas Vaishlach but so little is known about Chavakuk as a Navi and as an individual, and it behooves us to really try to understand what Chavakuk's place is in our liturgy on Shavuos, especially considering the fact that, again, we don't hear from him again. I mean, you can go through Chavakuk and learn the few prakim of Chavakuk, but what does he have to do with Kabbalah Torah? And what does he have to do with Shavuos, particularly in Right? This is a Haftarah that... I don't believe is read at any point in the year in Eretz Yisrael because it's it's designated for the Haftarah for the second day of Shavuos, which only exists in Gullus. And if that's true, then I can't imagine that Chavakuk is read at any time in Eretz Yisrael. That also said, I would mention that the other unique aspect of this Haftarah, the really seemingly random insertion of the Piot by Rabbeinu Tam, Known as Yitzhiv Piskam. those are the opening words of the Piat It's written in Aramaic, and we had a whole sheer in baltsville the workshop to talk about the enigma that is Yitzhiv Piskum. We went through the entire text of Yitzhiv Piskum and discussed what exactly it means, what exactly is its is its purpose, and the truth is the the Piot of Yitzhiv Piskum in and of itself is such an enigma it just seems so random shiverandom that it's placed in the haftarah you begin the haftarah with um, with the opening of this uh second parak of chavakuk rivache begalkotjo color and into the haftarah and then boom you're reading a piyut to a completely different tune, which we discussed in the Baltsfield Workshop. Yitziv Piskam, the gum and so on and so forth. So what exactly is the nature of that piyot? So I will leave the link to our discussion about Yitziv Pisgum" in the description for this particular shir. We are not going to be talking about Yitziv Pisgum" here, but I urge you to go and listen to see what we came up with and what we found um, for that particular piyot. But that is another strange aspect of the Saftar, which I don't know what happens with it in Eretz Yisrael. I know that when I was in Eretz Yisrael, so in my yeshiva, we were following the of b'nei gollas because we weren't really living in Eretz Yisrael. So we read Chavakuk. So yeah, when is Chavakuk read in Eretz Yisrael in the liturgy? If you're a Ben Golis and you're there, um, when do Israelis read it? I honestly do not know. And when do they read Yetziv Pizgam? As well, I'm not quite sure. But all of that said, we will try to understand the message of Chavakuk and its relevance to our second day of Yom Tov of of Shavuos, and we'll do that after I dedicate this year. Luliyinishmas inim bas mishkava. should have an Aliyah. and we once again look at this haftarah which comes to us from Chavakuk, Parak Beis, starting with Pasuk Chav, and it goes all the way to Parak Gimel, the third chapter in Chavakuk. Pasuk Yotes, that is nineteen, in the third paragraph of Chavakuk. So we have those opening pasukim that say that that show. Hashem is in his, in his in the in the sanctuary of his holiness. Hasmi you should be quiet. call our, it's all of the land while Hashem is in his in his hechal, and then we uh, we introduce that um, as the preceding verse to the. To the one that introduces the Tfilah of Chavakuk. Most of this chapter, this Haftarah, is really a Tfilah. Tfilah la Chavakuk a al Shigyonos. The art scroll here, and the, at least the Moxer translates it as it's a prayer for Chavakuk the Navi for erroneous utterances. It sounds like things that should not be said. Right? From the Lushan of Shogig. Now, what exactly is the Shogig that's taking place here? Well, it could be, perhaps, the fact that um Chavakuk is going to, in a sort of sense, call Hashem to task. And the Chavakuk is going to, I don't know if I would call it a complaint, but it's a challenge in his tefillah. It's an emotional tefillah, and it's a very real tefillah. And he's, he's crying out, and he is unhappy, he's uncertain about what he foresees coming. And Chavakuk, actually quite similarly to um, Yechezkel, the very beginning of Yechezkel, both nevi'im are foreseeing what's going to happen with gullus Bavel and with Kasdim, the Chaldeans, and this is uh, so. This is preceding the Babylonian exile, and obviously they're they're not happy to know that the is going to go to Gullus, that they're going to be um, subjugated by those other nations. And this is a point that we didn't quite mention in the previous Haftorah year, which discussed the first day of Yom Tov, of Shavuos, the Haftar from the opening of Yehezkel, um, but the point is they are standing in similar positions. Um, I, I don't know if they were necessarily contemporaries. Um, it, 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 would, it would seem that there might have been some overlap. Um, I think I saw that, that uh, Chavakuk was a contemporary of Yirmiyahu, who also prophesied before and during the Babylonian exile. But be that as it may, Chavakuk is upset and is wondering, where is the Hashem of old? And in the body of this discussion, so, in fact, once you get through Yitziv Pisgum, which apparently the last thing I'll say about that is that it is um, understood as an intro to not just the Haftarah, but apparently the Targum of the Haftarah, meaning in olden times they would translate the Torah as they were reading the Kriyasa Torah, and they would translate the Haftarah as well. Um, they would translate it into Aramaic, um, and which, you know, that was the understood language, and apparently Yitzv Pizgum is some kind of intro to that, so there's references to Yonassam Ben Uziel, who was the composer of the Targum for Navi. And um, you can look a little bit more in the article to see what they say in the intro to Yitzv Pizgum. But after that, Says Chavakuk, Hashem, I heard the news, you're racing, and, and quite frankly, I'm afraid, Hashem, of the impending exile. And during those years, I'm, I'm asking you to keep your accomplishments alive. During those years, make it known, amid the rage, to remember to be merciful. Says Chavakuk, don't be so hard on us when the galus takes place. And he continues, and again we are just wondering where exactly is any reference, if, if any at all, to uh to Shivuas, and you get it in the very next Pasuk. He says, Aloka Mitavo, so Hashem, from Taimon you came, the kadosh meharan, and his holiness from the mountain of Paran, Sela, Kisashima Sil Sama Laard. And he says that um his his glory covered up the Shemaim and His praise filled up the world. So what does this have to do with anything? So, this you could already find in the article Machser, but this is a paraphrasing and an echoing of what Moshe Rabbeinu says in Parshas Vezos at the very end of the Torah, when he describes Hashem shining forth zarach Miseir, and, and um, that the Hashem shined from Seir, and that Hashem showed up at Har Paron as well. Seir and Paron are codenames for the locations and the the zones of Asev and Ishmael. And in a similar sense Taman I believe, is associated with Asev here in this haftara. And of course Harpoon continues to be to be a reference to Ishmael, the very famous Medrish um, that Hashem offered the Torah to all the nations, including Ishmael and Asev, um, all of whom rejected all of who rejected the the uh, the offer to receive the Torah, and this kind of gives us some shades of Simchas Torah, actually, because we read Vizosa Bracha on Simchas Torah, and so when we're celebrating the Torah, we make reference to the fact that Hashem offered the Torah really to everybody, and not everyone was willing to take it. So now on Shavuos we are sort of having a little bit of a Simchas Torah experience, um, perhaps for a different time to consider the the, the connections and the contrast between Simchas Torah and Shavuos, maybe that is something that we can give a little bit of time to at this moment just to consider how on Shavuos we delve into learning the Torah and we give a lot of time to the Torah at night, particularly, um, which shows a certain affection for the Torah. And on the other hand, we have Simchas Torah, where we're mamish dancing and literally celebrating with the Torah. And as we differentiate right now between Shavuos and Simchas Torah, I'm just reminded of the very end of the Gemara and Sotah, on, on Dafa tes, the Gemara that came up in the Dafa recently, actually, which um, just finished Mesecha Sota, but the Gemara discusses in the last few Mishnayas that there were different Midos that seized when certain Tanoim passed away, and the Mishnah lists Kavadatora twice. Um, when Rabbi Gamliel um, passed away, Kavaratura seized, and when Rabbi Akiva passed away, Again, Batal Kavadah Torah. Torah, honor of Torah, ceased. And if you look at Rashi over there, my Rebbe has pointed out, among many others, my Rebbe, Rav and Sachs, that the, there are two different manifestations of Kavadah Torah um, when it comes to Rebbe Gamliel's Kavadah Torah, so, Gamliel so the um So the Rashi cites the Gemara Megillah, which says that it used to be people would stand when they would learn Torah, and now people sit And yet, when it came to Rabbi Akiva, his Kavita Torah was a completely different kind of Kavita Torah, nothing to do with standing up for the Torah or standing up when learning the Torah, but um, that Rabbi Akiva with Darshan, even the little tagin, the little crowns, the little pegs with uh, circular shapes at the top. Even the little parts of the words are via kiva with darshan and learn many halachos out just from those pieces of letters from the Torah. So perhaps you can say that these two manifestations of Kavira Torah, one is the external, um, the way you act around the Torah, and that perhaps can represent Simchas Torah, the celebration of the Torah, the external environmental celebration of the Torah, all the peripheral aspects that which we relate to the Torah. And then there is, of course, the internal celebration of Torah, the kavodah Torah of the Torah in and of itself, how you darshan, how you learn the Torah, giving kavod to every single letter, perhaps that is represented by shavuos, where we learn Torah in depth at night, and we are oseik in it, not just celebrating it and dancing with it, but we are actually engaging in the learning itself, so although I said it was a topic for a different time, I guess it was worth mentioning it here. But let's try to bring things back to our Haftarah, right? So we have a Haftarah that has echoes from the Simchas Torah laning, referencing that point which the Midrash highlights, the time that Hashem, before shining to Har Sinai and giving the Torah to us there, He went to other places to offer it as well. So that is perhaps the reference point that we have to anything relating to Shavuos. So, that said, it does seem like a little bit of a stretch. You do require the links of various Midrashim. You require the links of all those other associations, but in and of itself, it seems like it's not really relevant. Unless we try to figure out why it is that Habakkuk references these things. So he talks about how, again, how Hashem Shines in these areas, Venoga Kaor Tihia continues the Navi Miadolo Visham Chavion And I'll just go with the Arts translation, which says that its glow was like the light of day, and from his hand came pride to Israel, and his hidden strength was there in the Ark, or in the Aron, before it went a plague, and a fiery flash went forth as it advanced. So that's the very next Pasiklophonovi, Yelich Dover, of Vlaraglov. So there are a lot of, again, these, these references to some of the wonders that took place. And if you continue, interestingly, we do find a, a reference to the word Shavuos in the Haftarah. It says, mm-hmm. And it's a very vague pasuk, and there are so many more that that struggle to try to explain it. Uh, but we'll just go with what Art Scroll brings down, probably from Rashi, among others that he says um here i'll find the exact line here he says art scroll your bow was bared because of the oath regarding the tribes the shavuos regarding the mantos the shavuos regarding the tribes and enduring words that the earth split into rivers so um you know again a lot a lot of vagueness in these lyrical haftaras. So we have to do extra work to try to figure out what exactly is being discussed. It says Reuach Yachilu Harim Zera Nasantem Koloh Nasa. Says that mountains saw you and shuddered, and a stream of water flowed. The depth raised its voice. Um, his uplifted hands were exalted. So perhaps the reference to mountains reminds us of Har and perhaps the other matters about about mountains arguing where Har where the Torah, where the Luchos should be given. Um, so, again, there are, there are a lot of different things going on here, but the question we have to return to is what exactly is the relevance of Habakkuk's tefillah? Right, so we have this very hidden reference to the actual scene of Kabbalah Satara and if you go throughout the story, the, the, the Navi continues to make passing references to other miracles that Hashem had done, such as the splitting the sea at the Yamsuf and... Other other such nisim that took place for Kalah Yisrael in the past. These uh, backed up rivers and flattening of mountains that the Navi references are all different um, points in Kalah Yisrael's history. And so then Chalak wants to know, okay, so where is that Hashem now? And where is that Hashem going to be for Kalah Yisrael? And maybe there's going to be a Gula that's going to come, but at what point and at what cost? So I think that in order to truly appreciate where Havakuk is coming from, and hopefully where he's going, because although the beginning of the Haftarah is kind of desperate and kind of, I don't know if I would call it sad, but there's this sense of concern and maybe a fear, but there's a, a, he, he turns around at the very end of the Haftarah and he starts um, bringing an upbeat Feeling in the air. He says at the very end, Hashem Eloza, but you know what? I'm going to exult in Hashem I'm going to rejoice in the God of my salvation. Apparently there will be salvation despite everything. Hashem 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 He's my he's my valor, he's gonna make my feet like ayalos, like like hinds, like deers. And on his high parts he's gonna lead me, Lam to be singing his prayers. And singing songs to him, so all of a sudden he goes from you know the from from that downer um, sort of voice to this upbeat and this encouraged voice. So where does Chavakuk draw that from? And I think the answer to this would also help explain why it is that we have this particular haftarah as the message for particularly the second day of Shavuos. Right. If Yechezkel is, sorry, if Chavakuk is, some, is doing something similar to Yechezkel and the struggle that we had for Yechezkel is to try to identify how the Maizah Merkava, uh, the Divine Chariot, how that's connected to Kabbalah Satorah. And we said last time, in the previous shir, that Shavuos, beyond being a day of the learning of the Torah and about the commitment of the Torah, it's about the Giloy Shchina that we get when we Engage in the Torah, when we commit ourselves to the Torah, when we've worked on ourselves. You know, it's not, it's not just about, you know, the, the important practices of Torah learning and even saying, hey, I want to do it and that I plan to do it. And these are all important things and they are indispensable. But the point is that when you've made that commitment and when you've engaged in that learning, there is an experience that can be felt there is the ability to see the Maise Merkava, to see the images of God, to see the images of angels, whatever those look like, right? There's no real image of God in and of Himself, but the godly images. And to be able to experience Hashem, and sometimes, even if not in Nebuah, but in small sparks of Raha Kodesh, or just sparks of any sense of connection and Hisaurus, inspiration, we are sometimes Zochah, through our commitments and through our engagement in in the Torah HaShem, to experience that. And that, I think, is what we find in the first Haftarah, for Shavuos. But I think the second Haftarah, which only makes that passing reference to Kabbalah HaTorah, and then veers off into the sense of, okay, well, now what? I think Chavakuk actually speaks to, perhaps, the experience that most of us feel on a daily basis. The experience where we are not, Necessarily feeling inspired, even when we've learned and we've tried so hard to understand whether to understand the sogia to understand a halacha, to to make those commitments, maybe struggle to keep the commitments, or feel that even as we are doing our part, even as we are going through the motions, that we're not feeling it and we're not experiencing that ma'isim kava. we're not experiencing the opening of shenayim and, and the rays of light coming out and that sensation of. This, is, this feels right, and, 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 and I feel strong in my, and, and, and with conviction in my Avodah Sashem. We don't always feel that. And Sometimes we wonder, like, standing in Golas, like, what are we doing this for? I feel like I'm pushing the buttons and I'm not getting any results. And where is that salvation? Where Where, are, where is Kabbalah Satoru leading us to? What are we getting out of it? And when we said Nas and Nishma, perhaps it was not with the intention that we would get something from it, beyond at least the experience of feeling that I'm doing the right thing and that I'm going towards a destination. But sometimes in galus we don't feel that. And on the second day of Shivus, a day of Shavuos that is only celebrated by Bene galus, so we experience, perhaps, Kabbalah Satorah, but without necessarily feeling like we're reaping the results of it. Right? The Chagul Katzir, Right? We're not always reaping the results, harvesting those results when we feel like we're perpetually in and there's no end to it, even with the knowledge of, yes, um, that I believe that any day he can come. And where does the comfort come from? I think the comfort actually comes from Chavakuk himself. And Chazal tells us it's really a Zohar. The Zohar says that Chavakuk was none other than the baby of the Shunamis, that was revived by Elisha HaNavi. Parenthetically, Yona says, um, says other sources, um, other, other Midrashim, Yonah was revived by Eliyahu HaNavi, and we have him in the Treyasar, and Havakuk, he was the Navi that was revived as a baby, or as a young child, by Elisha, the disciple of Eliyahu HaNavi. And what is that a sign of? Perhaps that other encouraging message that we saw on Shabbos Chalmoid Pesach from Yechezkel, the nevuah of the Atzamos Yvesh, the dry bones, that there is a Tchiasa Mason. You might feel like you're in Golis. you might feel like you're not receiving results from all of your A-Second Torah, whether it's the commitment and your observance of, of Torah and mitzvos, whether it's your Talmud Torah, you might not feel like you're getting what you need out of it, and you feel like you're not even seeing the results of, of Geula emerging from that which you've done but Chavakuk comes along and the one time we read about him is in Galas that yeah there's, there, there, there is a revival Chavakuk is a symbol of that semis, and he's a symbol of that potential for that revival and perhaps that is where we can draw a sense of inspiration because again Chavakuk is perhaps that symbol of Kabbalah Satorah in Galas accepting the Torah even when you don't sense that revelation, the gilay Shchina, we can use it as a reference point. Once upon a time, Hashem shined to other nations, and maybe He shined to us too, and we have faith in that, we believe in that, and we accept the Torah, but we don't feel the revelation ourselves. And perhaps this also will explain the beautiful crossover between Yisro and Mishpatim, both of which reference the scenes of Kabbalah Satorah in different fashion, but we go from the Asar Sedebras of Mamad Har Sinai into the long list of Mishpatim, the nitty-gritties, the black and white, the gray of all of the halachus of the court system, and interpersonal laws and financial laws and all laws that don't seem so particularly inspiring. We don't always get to feel the explosive fireworks and laser light show of Parshas Yisro. Sometimes we have the long tunnel of Mishpatim. the laws of Gullus. what happens when there's interpersonal issues and we're getting into fights, when we're not experiencing that special light. And yet, at the end of Mishpatim, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, isn't there? Because then, at the end of Mishpatim, we get the Knisah Labris, when Klai is entering the bris, and then the Torah records the incredible sapphire brickwork and the Shechina of Hashem as it once again reappears. And perhaps that is the inspiration that we can look forward to, the Geula, the revelation, the Gilo Shechina that we can look forward to, that is the light at the end of the tunnel. And that is why Chavakuk says, you know what, I can rest assured, I can praise Hashem, despite what I've witnessed and what I'm witnessing, what I'm foreseeing to be the situation of galus, the circumstances of exile, but says Chavakuk, I can do this. We can do this. We can be committed to Torah even when we don't experience the Gilei Shchina, even when we are in galus. We can learn the Torah, we can engage in the Torah, we can be excited over the Torah, even when we don't necessarily feel it. But we can do it with the knowledge that there is that light at the end of the tunnel, doing it with the knowledge that we are doing what we are supposed to do. And that, kihem chayenu ve'arech yaminu, it is our life, even if you don't feel inspired by it. It's that same breath of life that Elisha, breathed into Chavakuk to give him life. It is our own tchias hamesim, which is in fact what Chazal tell us took place at Kabbalah Satora. We were all revived at Kabbalah Satora, because what is life without the Torah? And sometimes we think that it's all about that gilui We think it's all about the laser light show and the excitement and the hisaros. That it doesn't mean as much if I don't feel it when I'm engaging in the Torah. But what if it's the, the exact opposite? What if there is no life without the Torah, so even if you're not experiencing it, or you're not experiencing what you want to be experiencing, what if you realized that in and of itself, Geula, no Geula, salvation, no salvation, revelation, no revelation, you are living the life you're supposed to live. You are justifying your existence by engaging in the Torah, because without it there's nothing. This, we might say, is perhaps the even greater level of Kabbalah Satora. Kabbalah Satora in Galus, Kabbalah Satora without any regard of and all these wonderful and important things that we daven for every single day, and yet thinking about how, even when all those things do happen and do come, there's still one thing that we're going to have to do, and the whole purpose of having salvation, having geula, having revelation, is so that we can continue our Asek Batura. And the beauty of that is we don't even have to wait for all those things to happen before we engage in that Asek that preoccupation with Hashem's Torah. Although Melech HaMashiach will help us learn the Torah and engage in the Torah better than the way we are doing it now, we actually don't have to wait for Him before we begin our Kabbalah and before we begin our commitments and engagement in Torah. So we should be zilchah to truly tap into that level of Kabbalah Torah, that level of Kabbalah Satorah even in Galos, and then we should be zochah to experience Kabbalah Satora, but with the Giloi Shchina and all those wonderful things that should come, including the the revelation, the salvation, the redemption, the Geula Shlema, and of course the HaMashiach Melech to Tzed Kainu if you enjoyed this share and others like it on the podcast, you want to partner up with us with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group where you'll find links to every uploaded share and links to share them that I repost due to their relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at, the database at gmail.com. That's the base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. But until next time, have an absolutely wonderful Chag Sameach, a good Yom Tov, an amazing Shavuos, and of course a good Shabbos. Thank you for joining us here at the Database.